and we're live. <laughs> Yay! Hey guys, so welcome to the Bemologs, and this is the first episode. Um, so yeah, um, so this episode we're going to be talking about um, something um, from two of my okay one of them is not really my favorite but it's a really popular anime but um um we're going to be talking about um a theme that is common to both naruto and attack on titan um if you've watched both animes i think you have an idea what i'm talking about so um yeah but before that i just want to shout out to um at easy um, I think it's two eyes and an underscore. Um, Oi, um, it's a friend of mine who helped me design my podcast logo. Um, yeah, so I've been gushing about it for two days plus, and there are gods and there are gods, and uh, Oi happens to be both. So um, he came up with this super amazing logo for me um with no direction actually because all i did was tell him what the podcast was about and he went to work and i have literally the most amazing logo i could ever possibly imagine and that's just amazing so um if only is not designing your logos um i really don't know what you're doing so you should um you should probably work on that like right now so get in touch with um at easy um underscore two eyes with an underscore or if you just check actually there's no way you don't know him because um he's done some really amazing shit um the alphabet series he did justice for all our series i think some really amazing stuff really so yeah you should get in touch with easy to design your stuff um but yeah so when we come back um we'll be discussing um yeah i I guess i can tell you now we'll be discussing the circle of hatred um from both the attack on titan and um naruto um we'll be starting with naruto as it's the older anime and more my favorite than the other one um but yeah so stay tuned and i'll see you soon Ah, uh, the Bermalogs, first episode. Let's go. familiar with that um, soundtrack and I just wanted to use it as a little intro into um, the theme for today um, so if you are not familiar with that soundtrack that's Jirei um, it's Pain's theme from Naruto Shippuden <clears throat> and um, it's pretty key because the cycle of hatred theme that um to sort of talk about or monologue about today is because is is something that struck me the very first time I watched Naruto. So I think I saw Naruto. Um, can't remember. It's been a while. Like the very first time I saw it, though, I've seen it multiple times, and then of course I had to watch it again for this um, podcast. But um, so it's it's a really um, I don't know how to pronounce this word, so I will probably mother it. But it's a poignant, P-O-I-G-N-A-N-T. Yes, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a theme that stuck with me for a long while. Um, be- 
does um there's a lot there's a lot to it it's it's basically and and i don't think it's a strange theme i just think it's a theme that um for me a small it's more is a lot easier to explore in anime than it is so the thing i what i believe is that <clears throat> anime isn't some special thing um it's literally as much as as much fiction as any other thing is so think you know my movies you know my animations it's it's all the same it's more of a genre than a like a wild thing in my opinion but it happens to do storytelling really well and um what i'm digressing which is something um you would most likely get used to <laughs> as we go along but but yeah so the circle of hatred or the cycle of hatred is basically a theme that um pain um whose theme that was um goes about during his invasion of Konoha when he tries to capture um, Naruto um, who is a Jinchuriki um, because he has the nine tails fox I'm assuming um, that everyone has sort of watched this anime because it's really popular and I'm not really scared about um, spoilers because um, I've been Naruto ended a while ago so <laughs> I can't really be spoiling stuff for you now like it's highly unlikely so um yeah so um and what what is important for me about the cycle of hatred is how it pertains to um just much of our own daily life and how we respond to um those kind of um because the cycle of hatred um is basically um simply put is that um there is for example something wrong has been done to someone and then that person in turn does something wrong to another person and then that person keeps so it just keeps going on and on and on so it's a cycle of hatred basically um, as the name implies think of it like um, secondary school so you're a junior and when you were a junior you were in just one seniors bullied you sent you to wash plates sent you to do to get food from extra line you know um hala for those of us who did that um who who were the victims to be honest <laughs> but um so yeah so um so think that um think um so seniors punished you a lot and then you just said to yourself that oh when i get when i when i'm when i'm in ss3 you know I can't be so so there's this thing by the time you get to SS3 you tell yourself that why should I be like I'm not a big boy I can't like it's not really so in that thing in that in that my in my current analogy it's not a thing of hate now it's just it's been done to you so you're doing it to them okay so that's it so that's a cycle but not necessarily of hatred I'm just trying to explain what a cycle would look like it would be of hatred if you bully them like beating the, the same way you're beating i don't know if that so that's what i'm trying to get at. so that's what the cycle of hatred is so in naruto pain pain has this idea that okay he he's coming from um, a small village that is um being beaten down or sort of like you know that saying that when two elephants are fighting the grass suffers so his village his village is like the grass and um a lot of larger ninja villages are fighting and his village is suffering he lost his parents you know he lost his best friend um yahiko and um so 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 trauma um i think um so all that all that all that pain um no so so I, till now i it uh, well I can never understand why Kishimoto decided to name that um pain pain but like I know why but it just feels so <sighs> anyhow anyhow so pain all that pain um gives rise to the birth of pain and he basically um um he decides that in order to to end the cycle of hatred he has to cause more pain 
so, so it's not like just cause more pain on a small scale so the pain that's caused to him it's not really on a small scale but it's on a personal scale so he wants to cause pain on a sort of larger scale so that um the way he explains it is that if everyone is able to understand pain to understand each other's pain um then there would be peace yeah um because you would know how the other person is feeling and then you would deal with it accordingly now the problem the problem with that for me is that um there's really no guarantee that um that ends or that 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 breaks the cycle okay now um bear in mind i think this is why i do a disclaimer that i don't i don't know the answers fam i just i just really (laughs) i just really love talking about anime and like thinking about stuff so um i'm just i'm really just ranting to myself here i'm trying to work things out because um if if one looks at it okay um so for pain the thing that does me about him is the process he goes to achieve his goal so there is trauma um he has the trauma he loses yahiko and then he decides that okay in order for me to do this okay um I'm going to need a group of people but then he got us a group of people that don't really share his views and that's that's the thing in order to affect I feel like in order to a lot of people believe that in order to affect the world you need to gather people of like minds yeah in order to change whatever situation you're in in order to break free from whatever you're doing you have to get people of like minds but pain does in such a different way when he gathers the akatsuki so all the members of the akatsuki all have differing philosophies very different philosophies very different philosophies so for example um sasori um sasori who is my favorite akatsuki member um akasuna no sasori Uh, i love him so much um like i love sasori so much i'm sorry but um sasori's goal basically so or to create the perfect body um from time uh, free of time rust he just wants to be a doll a puppet he lost his he lost his parents and he just wants to create like just be immortal as a puppet he like you get like every other thing to him seems like a goal to an end he just wants to be a puppet deidara just wants to create art and if it explodes if if it, if anything that comes out of it is fine he just wants to create art that explodes like so simplistic um kisami till till now i still don't know kisami's point because kisami really just followed itachi around i mean when itachi died um bear in mind that sasuke is a fraud sasuke did not beat itachi and i'll say this till till kingdom come sasuke did not beat itachi but bear in mind that when when itachi died kisami just says oh that now that itachi is dead he can have some freedom because i mean i don't think he knew what he wanted to do he had caused the rebellion um under madara's orders madara in quotes because we all know it was obito but um under madara's orders when he was still in the um hidden mist village and then now he came joined that katsuki to cause chaos and now itachi was gone and you get itachi joined the akatsuki cause i mean madara was there he knew madara was there he wanted to be close to madara and then it was just a way for him to sort of keep an eye on sasuke so uh, yeah so so you can see that um um who else okay kakuzo was just a mercenary just a mercenary so that's there hidan was some you know some religious fuck <laughs> was just a religious fuck i don't really know how to describe hidan like i loved hidan but uh man the guy was creepy so yeah so 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 everyone was different and in all those different philosophies um pain was however able to get them to buy into creating war for his own achievement so i realized that the first time he tells them because at a point he has to explain to them why they have to do what they have to do sort of so i think um Deidara is the one that asks why and he says he says um 
that um, he basically just points out that he wants to create war and he wants Akatsuki to be the monopoly on war and for all of them that sort of sates them because if there is war Hidan can spread his dirty religion Sasori has more bodies to practice being a puppet on to create his dolls Takuzo can be a mercenary Kizami, well, he's with Hachi um, you get to everyone just sort of falls in line sort of but um he sort of um hides is it really hides now but he's sort of um he's sort of not really saying his real aim behind the whole thing and for me that's one key thing that sort of defers not really defers because it it there's there's some similarities similarities oh my god my ibo is coming out <laughs> but there are some similarities when you look at that with um with attack on titan which i'll get to later on in the second part um of this but there are some similarities and that's key um to consider so um so that's one of the things that i know and um for me that cycle of hatred is really it's really obvious because if you cause pain to someone the person's going to try to get revenge in the name of justice and the person's just going to do it to someone else not necessarily you and um in this case in naruto's case like in naruto's um world um he um that person does have to be you could be a whole village and if it's a whole village then it becomes a problem because you're just going to raise or breed more people who are seeking vengeance and then it just keeps continuing on people who have no idea what happened okay and that's a similar theme when you're talking of attack on titan when you're talking about looking at the um island of paradise the malians and the eldians it's just a crazy thing because people are being punished for what they have no knowledge about happened either years before them um happened years before them and um so that's that's the crux um the core issue with cycle of hatred now um so the issue i'm having if that is the cycle of hatred um and we can see it particularly okay so we can see it in you know when you're talking about um humanity it's not hard to look at um how for example that could relate to us in um i think it's episode 130 um pain says that too many people die here and that pain made him grow up now i can easily relate this to attack on titan because Eren saw a lot of people die i mean if you were to pay me a million dollars yeah to be reincarnated into um the attack on titan world that's the walls like maybe war maria or war rosie or war shina i would literally tell you i would literally tell you to go fuck yourself because one i can't do it like i can't like so so if if you like and if you if you watch if you watch attack on titan there is this like the more pain and trauma the more people that die um with Eren, um you see that he matures he grows up so pain has a point when he says too many people die here the pain made me grow up and that's very key that's that i think for me that that was very key in understanding um what pain is about what how he got to where he is because um pain um pain does a lot um both actively and passively sometimes without our knowledge and it can morph the way you see the world it can morph the way you see things and that just changes everything and that was key for me um that was key for me and something i feel um needs a lot of discussion so pain solution um to this cycle of hatred which he had acknowledged um was to you know was to use fear um, so I have a very crazy relationship with fear. Um, it's a really crazy relationship with fear. So, um, um, so I understand the power of fear, the ability that it has to direct. Now, um, 
to direct and to instruct um, and to also paralyze okay so pain was hoping to use the ability of fear to direct okay to instruct and also to paralyze such that if he gave each nation a forbidden jutsu and they all knew they could use it okay they would now be scared to use it so there will be temporary peace which works which so like when you think about it if you take your time to think about it i mean i saw how i saw how each superpower now in the world sort of knows that oh we all have nuclear codes like we could make shit go boom like so everybody's all oh let's talk first let's be diplomatic first you get let's let's bring it to the table let's see you get because they are all aware of how much damage could be done if they all went haywire okay so that was that was pain solution to it now the problem with pain solution and he, he simplified it as saying that pain would make the world grow up okay and what 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 is similar to pain and Aaron is their conviction so Aaron lacks conviction but when he does find the conviction he's so certain in his way that he refuses to listen to anyone he's literally going on autopilot pain calls himself a god i mean he tells jiraiah jiraiah who jiraiah is a legend and i'm i'm sorry but his death still brings like still moves me so like pain calls jiraiah like a child sort of you get causing a child that hasn't matured enough and pain calls himself a god it's that conviction that is necessary to act in the face of so you see the thing is um when uh, i personally i feel that when one is um paralyzed by um or when one is consumed by hate and then it translates because sometimes it could translate to fear and then you get paralyzed by it or you could hate and then not act upon it but in order to act upon your hate there has to be a certain conviction you have to be convicted and that is something that conviction comes in the brainwashing of the honorary malians <sighs> malia oh god i'm seeing malians and i'm thinking of like naira mali and all those guys but you 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 know what i'm trying to say comes in school of the ordinary malia of the ordinary malians in attack on titan where they are brainwashed so their hate is um so they are it's crazy but they are taught to hate people who are exactly them man brainwashing is crazy but yeah so that's that's um so that's pain solution and it's valid i I feel it's valid it's because they are really like for something like the circle of hatred you're asking yourself what is right and what is wrong if if we can achieve peace through that means which technically i feel is what we have between countries then with all the nuclear shit going on then how wrong is that really you get how wrong is that um yeah but then um jiraiah um jiraiah comes in with this idea that if we that instead of causing pain to other people yeah for them to understand pain we can get people to actually just understand the pain without causing them the pain now it's hard everyone talks about skin in the game if you have skin in the game and for me jira is being idealistic because i cannot understand your pain if i've never felt it oh my god i sound like god i sound like nagato if you think about it you can't understand someone's pain unless you felt that pain you, you really can't you really can't it's crazy but you can't you can try you can empathize but it's not the same so um if you don't have skin in the game you're at a loss but that's what jiraiya feels is the solution or is part of the solution because jiraiya himself claims not to have an answer and it's it's crazy it's it's crazy for me because jiraiya also taught pain and his words were what made pain to go in the direction it went so jiraiya tells pain 
that understanding that pain enables you understanding such pain so the pain of loss the pain of hurt enables you to be kind to others okay and that is what drives um nagato to say that um you know that he wants the world to know pain to contemplate pain to understand pain by causing it pain do you understand so like it's crazy it's, it's really it's really crazy like when i sit and think about it it's, it sort of plays on the fact that you could be saying one thing and another person is really interpreting it the other way like but you're saying the same thing and it's, it's for me that's crazy and um i think it's um um someone tweeted recently um i think it's uh hasiti um that's hassan um zikoko writes the um, men like men um, column on zikoko which is one of my favorite columns by the way but he writes that one of the key lessons from anime is that you need optimists in life because life is so often um life is so often bleak and um dire so um, anime shows us that you need people who are optimistic to the end like full-blown optimists who can show us that there are other ways things could be done and and this is no more captured than in naruto who's just a plain optimist so naruto gives me the most most ridiculously non-logical answers to this question that i have ever seen um naruto goes um they ask naruto um Itachi, just as an example, because it's not really related to the circle of heat, but um, Itachi asked Naruto, um, Sasuke is a rogue ninja, okay, so what if we can bring him back? Hmm? Um, and he says, I will bring him back. That's not an answer. He says, okay, what if you have to kill him? He says, I won't kill him, but I will bring him back. Like, that conviction in optimism is crazy and naruto drives it into his final conversation with with nagato okay because nagato asks him do you have an answer and he says i don't have an answer but wherever i see peace um i will seize it and that makes to me honestly that makes no sense if you ask me that sounds like shalai <laughs> Because what, what the, like when you you know you know how like what are you talking about? What do you mean by you seize it? How can you seize it if you don't know what it is? Like it's just the craziest thing in my opinion. But that optimism is is what is key. Um, is what drives the whole of Naruto and makes you believe that there is another way. And um, I think that's crazy. And that optimism actually is what actually saves the day Naruto because he's able to convince Nagato to to believe again, to be optimistic. But then I'm still left asking the question. I'm still left asking the question here. Which is what does it mean to confront hatred? Okay. So how do you confront your hatred? How do you um because Minato when um in episode 168 during the whole battle naruto goes berserk like eren goes berserk and um minato um, tells naruto that as long as there's love there will be hate and someone will take advantage of that okay now um and unless you know the same pain you cannot understand each other he he reiterates that so they are all certain that unless you know the same pain as someone else you cannot understand that person okay but then how do you know that pain without causing those people that pain if that makes any sense okay and and that's where that's where um, i sort of want to wrap up my um first part of this um episode because it boils down to that question how do you confront the hatred what is the way out of the circle of hatred because barefaced optimism won't translate into um, real life settings um, you can only be diplomatic enough 
and even though I feel like understanding each other's pain is the way, I don't agree that causing the pain, like forcing the other person to feel your pain by causing them pain is the way. So that becomes a problem. And yeah, I think that's where I'm at now. So I guess um to sort of move into the next section, um segments where I talk about um attack on Titan. Um it's just how do we how do we confront that hatred? How do we deal with the hatred that we feel from being oppressed, being being beat down, so that we don't pass on that hatred? Because hatred, in my opinion, is learned. It's not it's not a thing that is um, it's a learned hatred. It's 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 not innate. No one is born hating someone else. It's learned. So how do we how do we confront that hatred that we've learned through our circumstances through but yeah it's 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 a really crazy thing it's a really crazy thing because now to confront this hatred with optimism and that's one way to confront it Buffy's optimism just Buffy's belief in hope in joy in all those likable things you know um and that's the way Naruto confronts it but I'm curious how do we confront hatred how do we confront hatred and I'm and I'm really keen um in sort of trying to find out how attack on titan goes on to see how to confront hatred um in its anime which we will discuss um in the second segment so yeah so stick around still the perfect bear monologues and we'll be back uh after this i guess um so yeah bear monologues <laughs> and how we confront hatred okay and we're back so hey guys um so um we stopped i think uh so we're talking about how to confront hatred and i i think i find i found i find something naruto particularly interesting and that's the sharingan and that's where i want to start um this segment from so sharingan is actually activated apparently because the uchiha are capable of intense love so um they are so capable of deep love that when they um they lose someone close to them the pain and the anguish they feel that um rage translates into um this emotion that goes on to activate their optic nerves and then sharingan that's that's really really crazy and if you if you follow that um I remember in the last segment, I um, I brought up Minato's um, point where he says, where there is love, there will be hate, and um, there will always be someone to take advantage of that hate. But but um, like I said, and like I believe, hate is learned. So when does that transition come? When does hate become a learned thing? And I think that's what. Um, that's what um, Attack on Titan sort of paints for us. So while while um, in Naruto, the cycle of hatred is just like a segment, just like a couple of episodes you get with some other stuff intertwined. In Attack on Titan, it is it makes up the entire anime, um, or it is the core theme of the entire anime. And um, for me. Um, it's it really is just hatred learned that every character is going through okay so um when you start off um the the malians um the malians were oppressed by the audience okay long ago long before any of them who are currently alive can witness it so all the all the malians around now alive now in the current time of the anime have no idea what the audience did to them so they're totally unaware they just have the stories and they have cultivated that hatred over time 
okay now they have now been able to take advantage of that hatred and cultivate that same hatred in the audience who have ended up hating people that are exactly them there is absolutely no difference between the audience in paradise in paradise paradise and the audience in um the mali territory absolutely no difference the only difference is that the malians um have taken possession or have taken control of the hatred of the eldians okay they have turned the eldians hatred for themselves for being oppressed and directed that hatred at the eldians who are in paradise island okay and that that is ingenious really because if you look at it the malians are attacking the world suppressing other countries and territories and using the audience now because um the rest of the world can see the audience okay they they um they blame the audience for their problems now when they blame the audience for their problems they're not just blaming the audience associated with malians god this malians thing is throwing me off so badly god I need to find a way to to say it so that I don't keep wanting to laugh every time I say it. But there's no way. But, okay, I, I think I'm just going to call them the M's. Okay. So the so the M's um the M's have taken so much control that when they are taking over the um the rest of the world using the audience, the audience are seen as the root of evil, the root of all evil. And um Hanji, um the new squad commander shout out Hanji because I personally think she did a good job. It's not the best job really because she let them go haywire and she lost control of almost all of them. Um, which isn't bad, but I feel like she lost. Control. She did a good job because man, it's, it's not easy. But she lost control of all of them. She lost control of Erin. She lost control of everybody. Really, everybody just went haywire. Then it was crazy. But she had she had, she she did a really good job in season three, but then somehow along the line she just lost control of everyone. I think she got overwhelmed by the whole thing. And I mean, she even fell to her knees after having the discussion with Erin and asked um, Erwin why he had to pick her as squad commander. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, um. So she mentions that the Eldians have become the root of all evil and that's how the world wants it because when the world has made the Eldians the root of all evil and they can all unite and balance and try to take it all in stride, okay? So that hatred um, is a generational hatred that has been carried on right from when um, Grisha, that's Eren's father, was still in the internment zone and even before that okay so that's a whole complicated thing and it's just been going on and on you know even when um oh i don't think that's okay so i had to rewatch or i had to catch up with the anime even though i was waiting to binge it all up but i had to catch up with the anime to sort of see so that i don't give spoilers and i was just about to drop one crying but anyhow the main point is that <laughs> the main point is that um if you if you were to look at it it's just a generational hatred so no one had, was there from the beginning think about when um tybor i think willie tybor makes his declaration of war he goes about how he has only known the truth because he they've inherited the warhammer titans memories and it turns out to be completely false from what everyone has known i'll get to that in a minute but it turns out to be completely false from what everyone has imagined the truth was and that means that they've all been hating like it's just hate that they had nowhere to place nowhere to and the the mal the mal the m's the malians were able to cultivate that hatred in order to drive their um world domination kind of plans and that's it um so this season um really brings the cycle of hatred to the fore 
so while it feels like um season one two three have been really good build-ups because you ask people and okay so the first two seasons makes it look like oh you know they're just titans that are eating people like like oh these people are just going to win and beat the titans you get <clears throat> excuse me are just going to win and beat the titans but then you realize that it's more than that it's a lot more than that and that becomes a problem because then how do we balance this issue because the malians are having their revenge quote unquote highly exaggerated oh this also brings topic of how possible is it to overreact because i mean for people who were wronged by people they don't know and whom the wrong was done to people they don't know it seems like they're taking things too far i mean they've kept generations and generations of people in the internment zones they've turned people into titans and just thrown them at buildings like it's 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 barbaric and my god it's i don't know i don't know as a consultant just uh, i i really don't know what to say but it drives me the, the amount of hate and vitriol that you need to keep generations continuously continuously perpetually on that thumb is just it's just crazy it's just totally crazy and of course when when hatred is because like i said hatred is cultivated so when hatred is cultivated like all things if you cultivate someone right from birth the person grows up with a certain kind of conviction so think um okay so unless you see or something happens to change your worldview if you grow up um as a staunch christian i'm using christian because um yeah that's what i know but if you grow up as a staunch christian like really staunch christian and they sell you in on the ideals it's really hard to uh, to move away from it um as you grow older because life just tends to either to confirm your belief most times um and if you if you can keep going back to the place of sort of renewal it continues to confirm it even more so the thing was that with the Eldians in the internment zone they kept going back to those camps they kept being preached to that they were the they were the good Eldians they were the Eldians that were um, good they were going to pay back so they kept getting that information kept being fed that information so the it was a source of renewal every day and that and that is some high level cultivation that led to the conviction of do you know what like i try to imagine what it is to send your children off to war yeah just because like like children and then you call them warrior candidates and then you give them an honor there's so much conviction in that there's just so much conviction that is born out of hatred and out of fear and i feel personally that um you know one of one of the things that uh, um fear does is in the way it manifests so um and i feel like fear is one thing that i am is one aspect of the human condition that fascinates me to no end um because fear mani- manifests in a lot of ways and hate is just one of them so the Eldians in the internment zone are so terrified, so so terrified of their positions. You could be turned to a titan at just the snap, like anything. You could be sent to war. You could have your children sent to war. If you thought wrongly of the Malian Empire, you were killed. Like it was and so they hated the Eldians that had put them in that position. The Eldians who were on the island and they called them devils. But these were people who were exactly just like them and that conviction is crazy it's really crazy it's it's really crazy and funny enough that conviction that i'm going to use gabby here because gabby had the most staunch conviction of all the warrior candidates in my opinion um, and and she and she in her bid to become the iron armored titan was really all about the game like she was ready she was like 
shit was during the declaration of war episode shit was going down and this babe was this babe grabbed the gun and started like titans were fighting and this small girl picked up a gun and i was like i'm going to get these bitches back like it was crazy and that's and that's and that's the and that's the craziest thing about hate it's come like in that moment he was even it's that whole episode that whole sorry excuse me that whole um issue with the world yourself to bring them to a place where um their conviction and their hatred for these people these devils of the paradise island was confirmed because they're like oh these people are now coming for us which which in my opinion was them being so unaware so um what's the word um so self-unaware because they had gone after the people in paradise like it's crazy and in that moment gabby is the perfect example of that unawareness that lack of self-awareness that the people of mali have so when gabby is about to um take off and climb the airship go up the airship falco tells her that these people are just seeking revenge this is revenge because we went to their city we went to their island they were on their own it's bad enough that we send titans like it's bad enough that they send pure titans towards the island so that they cause them havoc cause them chaos and doom and all of that prevent them from coming out but we went there we broke their walls we caused chaos we got them eaten this is their revenge this is this is revenge four years in the making and gabby asked him a question did you see it happen falco says no and in that moment i am if i were so falco is falco is stunned into silence because um yes he didn't see it happen but at that moment my, my mind immediately goes but gabby you didn't see the eldians cause havoc to the malians so you can't if you're going to use that as your justification for going after them then you are also wrong to have gone in the first place so it's it's a cycle that they were they were oblivious to they didn't even like she didn't even know she was part of the cycle like and i'm not and i'm not i'm going to try to avoid spoilers no i am going to avoid spoilers but it's just something that offed me to no end because she was unaware so so unaware of herself and her actions and that's another thing hate does in my opinion so generally all emotions do it they sort of at the peak of your emotions unless one has mastered those emotions they tend to they tend to obfuscate they tend to um i'm sure i murdered that pronunciation but they tend to hide um the logical reasoning that you could follow um, because because if she didn't see that then she can't call them devils you weren't there you weren't you really weren't there to call them devils and when you think about the fact that what Willie said about King Fritz actually taking the people of Paradise Island away to sort of create some form of peace based on fear you see that you know when um nagato nagato's solution or pain solution to peace was one of fear king Fritz's solution to peace was one of fear so while pain solution to peace was one of fear in such that oh everyone is going to have a weapon and then i would have um, would all be scared to attack each other king Fritz's solution was that you'd have you'd have pain you'd have the rumbling and that would serve as a deterrent to people coming into his island and then it would keep them in some form of peace for a long time which happened but peace as a result of fear as these two enemies have shown is unsustainable because it's just unsustainable because that fear that you're cultivating that fear that you're wishing to cultivate some form of peace can eventually morph into hatred 
and that's and that's crazy that that's that's just a mind-blowing concept to me if you ask me it's it's the similarity is really just and and it's it was it was really it was really mind-blowing because she couldn't see that she was she was literally doing the exact no she was just they were just going in circles which is why the moment she shot sasha and um flock asks if they could throw the kids overboard jean um jean asks if we throw the kids overboard when will the killing end and as jean realizing that we're just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because those dead bodies drop on the floor. Um, Gabby and Falcon, Colt, Colt loses his shit and then he's coming back for them again. So it's like, and then Colt goes back, causes damage, and then the paradise people are coming back again. So it's just a cycle. So Jean, Jean, as someone who um, has been presented as being aware of the weak people, you know, Marcos tells him that you're always going to make a good leader because you're always able to understand the weak and it's easy for you to empathize and everything Jean sees this and Jean goes when will the killing end and that's and that's key for me when someone has to someone has to be willing to break um, the cycle basically so for me that's really um I think that's basically the cycle of hatred i think it's just it's just um it's just crazy it's it's a real crazy thing because king fritz king fritz actually sought peace and he couldn't be faulted for that so excuse me so king fritz was seeking peace and in seeking peace yeah he isolated his people he robbed them of their memories because unlike okay so i'm going to sort of digress a bit i'm going to come back okay now when thanos in endgame infinity war when he snaps half of the population away when they come back to find him and everything he realizes that he has made a mistake because as long as there are people who still remember okay as long as there are people who still remember you remember the time before the snap there are going to be people who are still going to want to bring those times back and who are going to fight for those times back so that creates a problem you've not really solved anything okay king fritz sort of acknowledges this okay so i'm coming back now king fritz acknowledges this so what does he do he takes away the memories of all the people who come to the island man man okay so Okay, so King Fritz does that, and to an extent, it works. Not to an extent, it works for a long time. These are people who are constantly being chased down by titans. They have no idea what these titans are. They have no reason. They can't venture forth. They, they're just stuck in between three walls like animals. Like, I think living like that. But here's the thing. It is innate. For humans to be curious to want to know why to want to venture why and here's where i give a massive shout out to the to one of my favorite favorite captains of all time erin erin smith is a man and honestly he was he was like erin could tell me okay i won't let me be honest with you i won't run anywhere kind of like me i do the fear <laughs> I didn't fear, forget. I can't run anywhere. But Erwin could almost convince me to run into fire for him. And I would go. You need to listen to his speeches. Oh my god. Erwin was. And it just takes a curious mind like Erwin to want to push, to keep finding out why. Why? And I felt he got slighted by not being able to see the answer to his lifelong question. He just wanted to know what the fuck are the Titans for? Why are they here? Why are we here? Why are we behind the walls? What the fuck happened? This can't be complete. Like, Erwin just wanted to know. And he never got to find out. It felt like 
to me when I saw that, I felt like Moses. Like Moses carried these people out of Egypt, and God told him, you know what, bros, bust up, you know, promised land is not for you. Like I will be livid. It will be. It's like what is all my suffering for? I lost an arm for these niggas, and I'm not going to know. Like it's crazy. Like it's crazy. Massive shout out to Erin. I swear, it's one of my faves. Like it's mad. Like also shout out to Levi for telling him to give up his dreams and die. <laughs> that part of me, I could. I swear, I can't even lie. Never told him to give up and die. Kill me. <laughs> but anyhow, anyhow, I'll come back, coming back. So that curiosity in people, that innate human curiosity, is what um, drove the. It's what drove the people to get back. Drove drove the people to form the survey cops. It's what drove the people to venture out. You know, and then Guisha came in. And then Grisha just set everything alight. So to take the founding titan, you know, and win for the audience because they've been under oppression for so long, for so long. And that's and that's just that's just the circle of hatred in the whole thing. And the thing is that everyone is a victim of hate in this in this show. There is no single optimist. So the closest you have to an optimist in this show is Armin. And Armin is not an optimist, he's a pragmatic very pragmatic logical thinker okay he he's aware of when his emotions are being too much and so sometimes he willingly goes into them but he's 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 aware of it he's not he's not oblivious to it okay he's able to reflect he's the only one that is actually Arwin Hanji Erwin which are three people that could be commanders the survey cops are actually the only people that are reflecting about their decisions, introspecting, thinking about the decisions they are making and how they affect not just themselves but other people. Okay, now, um, even Magath, the commander, when him and Willie Taibo are planning their little thing, he's in that moment he's very self aware and he tells Taibo that there is no doubt we are devils ourselves in episode six. And I'm like, all of you are demons. Like every single one of you is a demon. Like all your shit. Like there's no innocent person. All of you are demons. All your shit. So it's crazy. Evil cycle of hatred is crazy, really. And then this brings us to the solutions that are preferred so far. The solutions that are preferred. So you have, you have. Um, it's not really Elvin's solution, okay? It's not really Elvin's solution, but it's it's more of it's more of um, sorry, it's not really Erin's solution. Okay, it's more of Yelena's plan. Okay, when she says we activate the rumbling, let's activate. You know, if you activate the rumbling, get the whole world to fear you. Get the whole world to fear you. And they respect you. Their life continues. You get their fear, then they leave you alone. Okay. Um, then you have the whole three series plan, um, Zeke's plan, the world fears you, his use mediation, you know, and then till you become a superpower, you're able to negotiate on your own terms. Okay, now that's one solution to the problem. The problem is that that's going to be peace based on fear. How many people are going to have to die during the rumbling? Like, the rumbling is literally the walls moving and killing people. That's a lot. How many people are going to have to die? Then you're going to risk historia giving birth to multiple children just to keep passing that titan problem to generations. And that's for me, that's where Hanji um, shows herself because she says no. It's it's not a tenable solution and she's willing to stop that because you can't pass your problem onto generations. It's not the Nigerian government trying to pass debt onto government that's had not even formed, they're already trying to do it. Nigeria is not contraband. The main point, like, well, Maria, or Rosie, or she now have more of countries than Nigeria. So, it's not, it's not about, she's trying to stop it now. Let's deal with the problem now while we're here. We need to force unborn children to deal with our problems, okay? 
and and so that's why that solution to her seems it's not a solution Armin Armin is only reflecting after the fact that there should be another way because during the time where they were getting to know each other you know in the old camp in the and they were cooking Nicola was cooking for Sasha they were eating whatever his name is the Yoruba guy <laughs> the Yoruba guy um, I'm sorry the names are Yoruba to me so the guy was when he was you know doing his thing um, they, they all understood each other because they flew away titles they saw themselves as human beings and they just talked and the more they understood each other I mean felt that that was the time to talk to diplomatic to get people to understand one another to understand their opinions like Naruto and everything but then but then you look at it and this is where Armin for me is aware of all his choices so Armin realizes that and he says it even though they killed any hope for peace he goes but we had no choice just like Eren said they did Aaron said they had no choice. Reiner said that in attacking the city of Paradise, the island of Paradise, they also had no choice. And it makes me wonder if hate takes away all our choices. If hate, in its moment, in that moment in which we are all hateful and spiteful and vengeful, if all our choices are just gone because, you know, we're all in hate. it's just something to consider and it really and it really offs me really really it really offs me and that's and that's and that's really something and you know when another thing that struck me was how Sasha's father was able to avert the cycle of hate now typically when people have been in the anime when people have been faced with a titan that hit them or someone that was responsible for their pain they've reacted in violence in anger in an outburst but when sasha's father met nicolo he looks at him there's a moment of silence you see his face and then he gives him a handshake and in that moment there is some form of redemption which brings down the point that is truly understanding each other's pain is understanding and forgiving the solution to breaking the cycle of hatred and Armin asks Annie in the cellar he asks her could there have been another way and this is after everything has already gone down he has destroyed the ship you know as he goes out Titan he comes out and he asks Berthold is this the view that you saw because there is so much gore there's so much destruction and it is mind-blowing it's totally mind-blowing and it's just man so it's it's a lot to think about it's a lot to think about and I, like i said i really don't have the answers i swear i wish i had the answers it's just something that i'm really curious about and i want to find out about um i could possibly go on and on but um i really don't want to make this any longer than it has to be so i'm going to sort of round up with a really funny thing that happened so when um when poco is um when poco is on the couch and um, Eren has beaten him and then he just looks up and sees the paradise devil swinging at him and he goes um uh can they see i'm a titan first thing that comes to my head is if you oppress people for long enough anything you see or okay, take because these people have been fighting titan you will be dead in titan nah, you know nothing people can evolve but these people have been fighting titans all their lives all their lives you don't expect them to still be scared like even if they were scared would act in spite of their fear. I mean, Erin and Mikasa go a few 
you don't fight if you want to live you must fight if you want to win you must fight and they've been doing it so don't be your yamayama jaw titan you go to person like say you never see titan before ah, people will fight and more titan and just jaw titan with the like toy oh god i couldn't bear <laughs> Uh, that's just that's just that's just a little um thing that really just triggered me. So um so yeah it's it's crazy it's really crazy the whole show the whole cycle of hatred is is a really complex thing that it's a lot in it's a lot in society today. It's you know people are just learning hate from each other because once the truth about it is hate is learned. I keep saying it hate is learned. And for me, I think kindness really um, goes a long way to dispelling hate. Though, though there are limitations to that, and I would love, and I would absolutely love to hear from you guys. Um, so send me a voice message. Um, you can leave me a voice message. Um, you can also um, message me on my Twitter handle at the Osondu. Um, that's T H E. Um, let me hear what you have to say. Send me a voice message. Um, could there have been another way? Is it possible that Armin is right and there was another way to this whole mess? Before we get to the end of Attack on Titan, before we reach the big finale, I'm really curious to see how it ends. Could there have been another way? Is there a way to confront our hatred? Is there a way to deal with this hatred? way to break the cycle of hatred and that's really for me something that's really pertinent something that i'm really keen to hear from you guys about so yeah so send me voice message dm me diosando at diosando or anything get in touch with me um i would really love to hear from you guys so um with that We've come to the end of the very first episode of the Bear Monologues. Um, I can't believe I did this, to be honest, guys. So, um, thank you for listening. Um, like, share, comment, you know, um, subscribe. Let me know what you think. And I'll be with you soon for the next episode. Good night, guys. Bye.